everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Ruby for All. What's up, Julie? <laughs> oh, this is funny because this is the first time ever that Andrew and I are recording live. And we are here at RubyConf San Diego. Yep. Live in San Diego. I've had a blast. I don't know about you. I had a lot of fun so far. I'm really enjoying it. I have to leave a little bit early today, but I've been here since Sunday. And you got in on Sunday, right? I got in on Sunday night. Sunday night. Yeah. So you did the first day? Yes. Okay. Wait, did you? Sort of. <laughs> I was here on the first day. I did the opening keynote, I think. Yeah. And then they started doing a... Wait, on Monday? Yeah. Well, no, not... It wasn't a keynote. It okay. was a... Opening. The opening. <laughs> and they started doing like team building group oh, exercises. Yeah. And I had a panic attack. I had to leave because I was like, no, nah, I can't do that. I felt very similar. I didn't have a panic attack, but I stood there very awkwardly staring at other people. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> so I ran out the door and Chris was sitting right out there. Oh, and I was like, can't do it either. He's like, no. So I sat out there and then we started talking for a while and then a few other people joined us and then those conversations evolved and then several of us went downtown, took the train with Adam Cuppy to mm. get lunch. So by the time uh, we all got back, it was kind of late. You were with Colin? Yes. Over two hours, yeah. Yeah, I was out for a few hours. Okay. Yeah, we took the train downtown to get Mexican food from this place. It was really good. So is it a real trolley? It's like a subway-esque train. Like not a historic looking? No. It's exactly like the trains we had in Amsterdam. Just public transport, like above ground, like trains, subway train-esque. Not like a train train, but... Yeah. Where did you go for food? It was called Blind Burrow. Was it good? It was really good. What There's kind of food is it? It was Mexican food. Oh, there's a new journal app on the iPhone and we'll like use places you've been and photos you've taken to try to suggest like memories for you. Oh. So this morning it was like, hey, because I took a photo there. So it was like, hey, do you want to remember your time at this place? So you can write a little snippet. Yeah, that oh. was cool. That is cool. So it saves your image and your snippet in this journal yeah. app. Can yeah. You sync it with your computer. And it's brand new. It's only on the betas. Like it'll put like the map location on it. Nice. And like auto knew where I was. It was cool. I'm just trying it out. I would consider something like that. It's nice to keep memories of like your trips. And if you just keep it in your head, it's very likely that you won't remember it. Yeah. Later. Yeah, it's cool. It's coming out soon. So I don't know when it'll finally be fully and out. But anyway. What's well, your I don't remember the first half of my Monday. I think the second half I went over to the hack space. I was hacking. So they had tables of different open source projects. And I don't know, there was like maybe eight or 10. And there was a lot of interesting things going on. But Kevin, Drew, and I, Kevin Murphy, Drew Bragg, and I went over to check out Ruby LSP. And we opened a PR to work on an issue. It wasn't an issue. It was more like a feature where maybe you can explain what Ruby LSP is first. LSP stands for language server protocol. It's basically the way that the language kind of interacts with your editor. So in the case of you're talking about the Ruby LSP is a project from Shopify to bring better editor integration to VS Code specifically, I think. And by doing that, by mean like exposing like, oh, like clicking on go to definitions and showing the errors on the appropriate lines and the way that all happens is due to this LSP protocol. And you can end your opening def method. Yeah. Or 
classes. And so the ticket we were working on was for Here Docs. And maybe you can also explain what those are. Here Docs are big strings. Multi-line. <laughs> <laughs> Multi-line strings. Like, yeah, so the syntax is like a squiggly and then like a dash and then I'll, I think two squigglies. Two squigglies, all dash, one dash, and then a, all caps word to indicate like the name of the here doc basically and then you close it with that same word all caps again yes so the feature that we were working on is to autocomplete the here docs by okay. adding that string at the end so it was very similar to adding end at the end what was interesting was that we while working on this issue realized there was another bug happening at the same time so when you type def method and then you hit enter it should add an end for you and then your cursor should be right after the method on a new line mm -hmm. but indented properly mm -hmm. and we noticed that our cursor was actually going to the beginning at position zero or one or whatever column one and we confirmed that it was actually not our changes that was affecting that and we tried to look into how we could solve for that, but we didn't get to the bottom of it. So we are thinking it could either be some middleware happening or, yeah, I don't know. We didn't end up solving it. So we did get the ending string to populate and we got the cursor to go to the right line. But since there's a broader issue of where the cursor's position should be, we didn't finish. Oh, it sounds like you enjoyed the hack day because that's like a new thing they're trying. Yes. So the first day was community day and there were a few workshops. I didn't actually end up going to any of the workshops. I really enjoyed the hacking because I got to meet the actual maintainers of these open source projects. And then while we were working, there were so many questions that we had. Well, one, they're, they're there to help you get your environment set up. And then also, as we were working on it, we had questions and the maintainers were right there, able to answer questions for us. Ufuk was there and he helped us get set up and explained things since Ufuk is from Shopify. Yep. I would love to see future hacking like this. And actually today, they also have these open spaces. So yeah. that's another new thing is there's open spaces. And today they have Ruby implementers where you can go in and chat with. People who've worked on the language, right? Yes. Yeah. And then also open source yeah. maintainers. People who work on the source stuff. Yes. Yeah, I like that. So do you want them to keep doing this? Because this is a brand new format where they were like, the first day is like kind of optional in the sense that there's no talks, but it's just workshops and hack day. Yeah. And then so you can pay for like the three day or the two day ticket. Right. Yeah. So not everybody was there for the community day. A lot less people. Community day. Yes, there was a lot less people. I would say I would love to see that in the future. I had stopped going to workshops because I always thought workshops were like interactive and like you do stuff. Workshops are more interactive than talks, but not quite as hands-on as I would like. And so the hack space or hack day was very much just hands-on. I get to pair with people that I don't normally get to pair with because they work in different companies and we're all remote. So. Do you have any feedback for them to make it better next year? Or at least the hack day is part of it specifically? Because uh, I heard a few things from a few people. Yeah, I guess it was hard for me to know which table was which 
open source project. And ultimately, at the end, they had a poster with the names of the projects, and then they put the number on each table. But in the beginning, I only knew where to go because Drew knew everybody and was like, okay, there's, they're from this and they're from that. But gotcha. for a newcomer or like a new, someone early in their career may not know who everyone is and yeah. what the project is about. Yeah. The only other thing I heard is that there were some projects who didn't get as many people interested as others, which could be disheartening for the people mm. there. Yes. I mean, this is the first try, you know? So maybe next year they find a better way to split people out and make sure that everyone kind of gets the equal amount of people or rotate people somehow, or I'm not sure, but yeah, that would be cool. So I'm glad that turned out well. So it sounds like you want them to do it again. Yeah. Cool. Hi there, Julie here. I would like to take a moment to thank GoReels for sponsoring this episode. When I was first starting out, I struggled with finding up-to-date content to help me level up. Then I learned about GoReels. Not only does GoReels provide new screencasts weekly, they also have two fantastic instructors that break down complex topics into digestible chunks. On top of that, I really appreciate when they explain the whys behind the subject. One of my favorite walkthroughs is creating your first Ruby gem from scratch. What a great way to learn by stripping down to just the basics. If you care about leveling up as a Ruby engineer, you can't go wrong with GoRails. Check it out at GoRails.com. And then Thursday night, that was, wait, that was Monday night. I don't remember. I think I just hung out Monday night. Wait, I have no idea what I did Monday night. I think Monday. So my family is here with me and I spent some time with them right. on Monday. Everything is such a blur now. So we're at Wednesday. Where yes. did Thursday come from? I don't know where I said Thursday. <laughs> I think I said Thursday because I like looked at my calendar and saw that Thursday was tomorrow. Oh, okay. I have no idea what happened Monday night. I assume we did something. <laughs> and then- <laughs> you dinner? I ate dinner at the hotel. Oh. Around the fire. Yeah, so the context that we didn't add is that this is like at a resort. So there's a pool and a slide and like there's an outdoor area and there's music at night and they have fireplace areas for people to sit at and there's a bar and a restaurant. I think it's a really fun environment to have a conference. Mm -hmm. I wish it was like a month earlier because then the weather would be like way warmer and I would be able to swim. Well, for you, because I know there's other folks who are coming from colder weather and yes. said that it was too hot. <laughs> there are people who say this is too hot. Them I say, pafui, whatever. <laughs> Can't get that out of here. I mean, I'm from California, so I thought it was great. Yeah, it feels good. But I really like the conference venue. I think they did a good job on that. So we hung out around like fireplaces at night and like ate stuff from the menu here. And then Tuesday was the start of the official conference. And like Monday night, I was like seeing a lot more people start rolling in because Monday was not, there were not a ton of people here. And it was like, okay, what's going on? Then Tuesday, everyone started rolling in and they got a lot more people here. So we went to Matt's keynote. It was a virtual pre-recorded. Oh, before that. Before that. Did you see, were you there for the opening ceremony? Yes, I was there. What did you think about it? The opening ceremony was a nice surprise where... They spoofed the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Wait, no. No, well, no Not no, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wrong movie. <laughs> the Wizard. The Wizard of Oz. I haven't seen it since I was really young because apparently the monkey scared me, according to my mother. I, yeah, that's why I probably haven't shown the kids yet. Wasn't it multiple monkeys? I don't know. Oh, I think it's multiple monkeys. I haven't. I, I don't know. I haven't seen it myself. I understand the storyline. Yeah, I understand, anyway. I understand the storyline. 
So they spoofed it. And, and one of the, there's an engineer from Stitch Fix who played Dorothy and they did like a whole little production thing. Yeah, it was very well executed. They did like little songs, like spoofs mm-hmm. of like songs from there and stuff like that. Yep. And Aaron Patterson was there, of course. Yes. So yeah, they did that in the very beginning. You all will have to watch the recording when it comes out. Yeah, I assume they'll release that. Um, I hope so. That was a pretty good performance. I wasn't expecting that. This is my third Ruby slash Rails conference, and I haven't seen an opening like that. Yeah, I haven't either. So they're definitely trying some new stuff. And then Matt's had a pre-recorded keynote. So Matt's isn't here. I was upset about that. So I was disappointed about that too. Apparently they had already said that. And we just hadn't seen we that. We missed the memo. We missed the memo, yeah. I was we upset. Don't, we didn't read something. <laughs> yeah. Letters are hard. Whatever. <laughs> I can't be asked to read everything. I've seen Matt's live before. Have you? No. No? Yeah. It's fun to see him live. So that was a little disappointing. But we still got to see the keynote kind of talking about the past few years of working on Ruby and maybe what's next. What's going to happen? Ruby 4 comes in 2030. That was my key takeaway. Yeah. (laughs) Each year they release a new minor version. Yep. And they're not going to do double digits. And they don't do double digits. So 2029 would be Ruby 3.9. Yep. Therefore, Ruby 4 would come out in 2030. Yep. And Matt's just kind of talking about his retirement, finding someone to replace him in the work they're doing and how they might do that. It was good. If you want to, I'm sure they'll have that out in line, kind of time, like what they're looking towards. And he answered a few questions like about whether they'll ever get rid of the global interpreter lock. What is that? Moving on. (laughs) Don't ask me. It's just the global interpreter lock, you know? (laughs) I can't explain it well enough that I would say it, but yeah, it's a thing. Well, I really liked when he asked to raise your hand if this was your first conference. And I think it was really impactful because... There was so many people that raised their hands and that felt really good. But also he wasn't there to see it. And he said in the video, well, I can't see you. (laughs) Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, there's a good amount of new people here. And he made a really good point. Ruby's not dead until people stop raising their hands. As long as new people are coming into these conferences, new people are being interested, introduced to the language, new people are like being brought in and shown how to contribute, shown about the community, then Ruby won't die. So I think his... Kino is great. You didn't get any talks yesterday, did you? I decided to do the hallway trek yep. most of the day yesterday. I did as well. And also, we will reiterate that the talks are recorded. The friendships that you build cannot be recorded. Yeah. So I chose to make my current connections stronger and build new connections. Yeah. And yeah, we've talked about that plenty on the podcast. So I hung out in the hallway most of the time. You and I both did a roundtable kind of discussion about being a podcaster in the Ruby community. So thank you for Ruby Central for getting that together. And talk to a few other people, a few other creators in the space. Yes. It was one of their open spaces, content creators, and we had tables split up. Like there was the podcasters table and the written content folks and then the video video yep yep so that was good people could come in and chat with us and kind of get the behind the scenes that was interesting there weren't a lot of people that kind of came in so it was kind of just all of us talking to each other and ruby central sponsored us to come to do that so if we want to do that again maybe figure out a way to make that more central or something or yeah 
more accessible or promote it, market it somehow. Yeah. Maybe explicitly. I don't know how. Yeah, I think we were a little confused as to exactly what it was going to be. So maybe just a little more of that, then we can better promote it to the audiences. Yes. Then we can tell everybody, like, hey, come talk to us about this. And yeah. But it was cool. We got to meet some people. And then we all went out for dinner last night. Julia can testify that I'm a good driver. We're all good. <laughs> yes. We ended up with a great meal, though. We were going to have food at a place which we decided not to go to. And then we found a new place and it was delicious. Yeah. And Chris Oliver is out here rating Uber drivers three stars, playing with his life like that. So that was a lot of fun. We had a group together for that. When we found out that the same Uber driver was coming back, I was like, I'm going to go in your car. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I drove to San Diego. I think we might have talked about that before. Like I was debating on it, but I was able to get my car fixed right before. What was wrong with your car? I needed to replace three coils. And the coils are the things that convert the like spark from the engine plug into power or something. Because you're telling them the coil is and not trying to tell me, right? Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know what a coil is. Yeah, because <laughs> Julie's a grease monkey, so she gets all this. And I had to replace some spark plugs, but my engine wasn't running very well. And I could have driven out here technically because I had eight coils. Oh. So I have a V8 engine, but I need to get that replaced. So I was able to get a guy out like that day to replace it. So does that mean other cars have either four coils or six coils? Yes. Nice. Yep. Yep. I got eight. (laughs) So, and y'all went to board game last night. How's that? Oh, after dinner? Yes. Well, I stuck around for one game. I forget what the name is. They're all complicated names. I'm kind of slow at these types of... It was like a word game where you like had to say something that was in this category of the word. And I just think very slowly during these things. And you also have to like see who's matching with you. So like it's only you and this other person is trying to say the word. So I'm just like, oh. And like they already said it super quick. Yeah. I always came in last, but that's okay. Yeah. If you're like most devs, too much of your time gets sucked up with downtime issues, troubleshooting, and error tracking. How can you spend more time shipping code and less time putting out fires? Honey Badger is how. It's a suite of monitoring tools specifically for devs. It's the only system that combines error monitoring, uptime monitoring, and cron and heartbeat monitoring into a clean, fast interface. You won't know if Honey Badger will really save you time and trouble until you see how it works in your toolchain. With two lines of code and five minutes, you can see for yourself. Honey Badger automatically hooks into popular web frameworks, job systems, authentication libraries, and front-end JavaScript. Imagine fixing errors before your users can even report them. Five minutes of your time with the free trial is all it takes to see if it will work for you. It just might be the best five minutes you've spent in a while. Check out honeybadger.io. Today I've been on my talk grind. We went to Sarnia Bark's keynote. I thought that was really good. Very motivational. Yes. I loved that she shared not just her accomplishments, but her failures and how she picked up herself from that and didn't bring her down. She pivoted, basically. Yeah. I thought it was cool because she kind of talked about how she got started on Ruby Rogues, how she got her started as a podcaster, and that's exactly how I got started. So it was kind of cool to like see her journey and be like, maybe this is where I will kind of be in 10 years or whatever. So... I thought that was great. And then I went to a rack talk, which is really good, which was held by one of the test double agents and learned a little bit more about rack. So that was good. 
And then you've been in the hallway a bit today. Okay. My main problem is there were so many good talks that I didn't know which one that I wanted to go into. And so I also tend to be better at watching the recordings because I pause a lot and try to process what they are saying. So I will just wait for the recordings. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I am not good at sitting still and I haven't taken my medication yet today. So I'm like towards the end of the talk, I'm like, is this like a 30 minute talk or like 45 minute? Like I'm (laughs) I'm sitting there quietly and like paying attention, but I'm like inwardly, I'm like, I need to go. I need to run. I need to be free. No matter how great the keynote is, that is how I feel during keynotes because they're a little bit longer. And at some point I'm just like, yeah, like this or. Yeah, same. <laughs> Very much. And the I same. don't want them to see that I'm doing that, so I don't really sit in the front because Yeah. It's not their fault that I Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> I used to sit in the front on purpose, like and I still do, depending so on the you can nod. Yeah, so I can nod, but also so I can make sure I'm paying attention. All right. Force it. So yeah. What else we got? So I have to leave a little bit early today. What are you planning on doing the rest of the day? I have been winging it this whole conference. Yeah. I just felt so productive being able to work the first day. I just love that so much. Like I am bringing that back because I felt accomplished. I came here and I helped commit to a PR. Hopefully at some point it gets approved. But yeah, like I would never have done that if I wasn't here. I would not just randomly go to an open source project and just let me pick up a ticket. Right. So you got a really good open source contribution out of it. So that's what you enjoyed the best so far. Yeah. And also, of course, the networking or making connections. Are you planning on going to any of the other ones today? (laughs) Sorry. I'm trying to put Listerine things in my mouth and it's making weird sounds. (laughs) I do want to check out the other open spaces. And I feel like it could be similar to the hands-on where you get to speak with the actual folks that are working on these projects. Yeah, yeah. So I will probably do that and taking it easy because I've got a six something a.m. flight tomorrow. Yeah, you have an early flight out of here. You're going on vacation. Yeah, I have a five hour drive for me today because I need to get home and back to work tomorrow. Yikes. We're both chilling today. I also really enjoyed recording this live. It was fun to hang out in person. Thank you to the organizers and the volunteers and everyone, the speakers who put this on. We know it's a hard job and we know Sometimes a thankless job, but we very much appreciate it. We had a lot of fun. So thank you for everyone who had a hand in putting this on. And with that, we'll see you next week. Peace out. Bye, everyone.